0: Welcome to episode 14 of First Geek 411. I am one of your hosts, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always is the Filipino Fez. Eventually I knew I'd mess it up. It just happened to be finally after 14 episodes. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well.
1: I'm you rested. so far away. Yeah, like 2,000 miles or so. Yeah. I can't look
0: into your eyes.
1: Well, that sucks. It does. <laughs> um be careful if you look into the abyss the abyss looks back, looks back. <laughs> um, so, now that we've completely
0: de- derailed our own podcast we got a couple things to start with talking about um to get us started with these uh, this episode the first thing is we have an idea for a fun competition and so we're going to start what's called the um competition after listening to last week's episode we both said um a whole lot And so as an effort to to get y'all engaged with the amounts of ums that we are saying, we're going to do a little competition. And the first person to write in with the number of ums that we say each week individually or collectively. We didn't talk about this. We didn't think this far ahead. Are they counting the collective ums or the individual ums, Chris?
1: Individual because it's competition.
0: Okay. So we're the ones competing. Right. Okay. And so whoever can write in. Um, First, with the correct number of ums that we say, um, we'll get a shout out in the podcast the next week. So the reason I thought of this was A, we said um a lot, and I remembered our old preacher who, one of the first times that I spoke in front of the whole church, he counted how many ums I said and sent the, or told me, and so I counted the number of times his voice cracked for the rest of the time that he served at our our church, which came out to between one and three on average a Sunday. Wow. His voice, yeah, his voice cracked more than, like, a 7th grade <laughs> boy. It was really weird. Uh, there's several of them, I'm sure, so far. Another place that I thought of this competition was from, and I don't know if I've ever done this with you, Chris, but is the Subway Challenge. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. Okay, the Subway Challenge is when you go to Subway or any restaurant like that where you order food as, like, as you go, and you have to go and order your whole thing without saying the word Um. And so you have to get all the way. Th- you have to get your bread. You got to get your type of sandwich. All the veggies. All of that, and check it out without saying um yeah, to win. Yeah, that's
1: dumb. I don't play that game.
0: I do. I get the youth group to play with play it some. Also
1: fine. I won't say um, but I will say uh. Uh, like. I don't say like <laughs> very often. And it was just like great, and let no just. <laughs> and that was just like totally like oh man like. See, I don't have a problem with like. Like, you know, like like that. But when it's every other word is when it becomes a problem. Right. But. Okay, so we have the um competition. Because mm-hmm. I, have, I have a feeling that we mostly just started using it a lot because we were so tired. When we that were could be it. Is my guess. And we were just trying to sort through our thoughts. Because I did notice that it was a lot more during those episodes than... I had like when I was editing before mm. definitely um so maybe we'll have a lower total than
0: which will be good considering we said it a ton in the last couple episodes yeah so um <laughs> as we make eye contact through the monitors and so also uh. for our listeners we want we do want to still um, welcome any new listeners that we got from PAX uh, we're happy that you could be here and be a part of this so and even if you're not from PAX welcome anyways yeah we still are happy you're here
1: so uh so let's jump right in this week uh let's talk about about. yeah uh so mass effect andromeda big title Never heard of it um especially you you've definitely never heard of it definitely Uh. never heard of the mass effect series (laughs) uh comes out um there has been a lot of interesting reviews surrounding this game yeah there's been a lot of fairly negative ones
0: Yes, right now on Metacritic, it's sitting at a seventy-five out of hundred, uh, and so that's that's a thing. There's been there's a lot of funny gifs going around, of like the facial animations in this game versus Mass Effect One. Oh, okay. Because apparently, like the humanoid or the hum, I think it's specifically the human race,
1: facial expressions are really bad. Well, yeah, because our facial expressions are really bad. I don't know. And so there's <laughs> a
0: lot of that going around. And so we'll see. I think I, I'd shared before in this podcast that Mass Effect was the game I was most upset that I was going to be skipping over because it was ben. coming out right between Horizon and Persona. But, right. But now you get a chance to
1: read more reviews
0: and decide if it's one you want to play right away. Yeah. So right now it looks like I'll just be waiting for the Collector's Game of the Year, all the DLC Together pack. Kind of
1: like I'm doing with Watch
0: Dogs. So... Yeah. That's kinda where I'm, what I'm thinking right but now. That's the
1: big title. Uh lots of um we are getting a Dark Souls three DLC, The Ring City, mm-hmm. comes out this week. Um, and
0: I f- feel like that's the last DLC. I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: I didn't but play it, so
0: somebody can write in, let us know. If you write in and let us know, we'll include it in the We Are Stupid. If you don't write in and let us know,
1: we won't include it. In the we are stupid. You have a video. You have a Vita. Did you play the first Two? I've I've never
0: heard Tuicudin? of that before.
1: Really? I guess it's supposed. It's pretty. It's like Monster Hunter. Huh? I guess my brother played it, so that's why I wanted to bring it up because it, it's a p- supposed to be a pretty good game it's mm. coming out on Vita. So. Let's see. We also got you Vita players out there. Check it out
0: we also got zero escape the nonary game which is a double pack collection of zero escape nine hours nine persons nine doors and zero escape virtues last reward i played virtues last resort reward it was a free on um, ps plus year and a half two years ago and it's a visual novel with some really it's really cool sci-fi twists and stuff like that so it's really good uh, also I'm, coming out on
1: the vita right
0: yeah well it's p well IGN says, lots of things? IGN says PS4, PC, Vita. And so, they're... P- oh, um, yeah, okay.
1: I, I didn't see the other listings because yeah. on their website, they list everything individually for, like, at least on the upcoming yeah. games really thing. So...
0: And so it's really good. It's like they're puzzly where you are you go through rooms and then there's you have to go through these puzzles, obviously, and yeah. try to solve them to get out of the room. And it's kind of like a mini um, escape room type game where there's a lot of really complex puzzles. And so okay. but the story of at least Virtue's Last Reward is really good. And so, and like I said, it has some really cool sci-fi twists and sci-fi storytelling and all kinds of stuff like that. And so Sounds I don't cool. want to talk too much about it because... Some of the parts of the game that are really cool are major spoilers, so I don't want to get too into that. So well, it'd definitely be a cool spoiler cast game, except we'd be done really quickly. It doesn't; it's not nearly as complex as like Final Fantasy would have been. But or Horizon
1: when we do it, or Horizon. I've got. I can't wait to do our spoiler cast on Horizon. Yeah, I think I'm going to need to pick up the pace. Yeah, you do. I still need to. <laughs> I'm. You know, I'm still halfway through the story technically <laughs> we'll talk about it later we're, we're, we're still working on that platinum I don't know when I'll be able to platinum it but <laughs> uh, but on it's to th- our quirky title yeah those are all the
0: major releases so let's yep. let's look the reading for this week is everything which is a ps4 game and here we PS4 go with this oh it's, it's produced and developed by independent and it's a simulation game huh <sighs> I'm ready Can get a little stretch in before we get going. Everything is a game about life, nothing, and you. In everything, every single thing is a playable character. If you can see it, you can be it. The game lets you see the entire universe from the point of view of thousands of things in it. The game invites you to experience and interact with the universe from the perspective of all the things in it, from atoms to galaxies and everything in between. Everything will allow you to see beyond your eyes to a place you never realized you were looking at. To listen to things too quiet to be heard and to be things you didn't know you already were. It has a playtime of roughly infinity. (laughs) And so, as we discussed whenever we do these things, the things that the developers or whoever writes these calls attention to are the things that make me feel really like, yeah, that's definitely not true. Like you're trying too hard kind of thing. And so How like when you say the case with
1: this one, though? the, the playtime,
0: it has a playtime of roughly infinity.
1: It's because there's no plot. You could just right. keep playing. Ex-
0: <laughs> and that was exactly my point. Like it's like the playtime might be infinity, but that means I'm probably getting bored in five minutes. Like and so it's one I of those. Know. And so I had a friend in high school, um, who when he was a little kid and was asked what he wanted to be to be when he grew up said he wanted to be a chair so this description made me think of him shout out to joe if you're listening you can do it now you can do it just play this game (laughs) for the most expensive be a chair you ever imagined so though that's our silly description of the week and as always we're not saying anything about the quality of this game but the description is rather interesting and i felt like it repeated itself a lot i feel like that wasn't me it talks about, like, see the entire universe multiple times. interact with, See the entire universe. and Interact with the entire universe. And so, I felt like I kept on repeating myself. But I was not. I don't think. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know.
1: <laughs> you're, I think Moving you're on.
0: So, let's talk about some um, video game news that happened this week. Nintendo started producing some of the making of The Legend of Zelda um, videos on YouTube. And so, I haven't had a chance to go and look at them yet, but they... I mean, I think if you are interested in Breath of the Wild, there are definitely videos that you would be interested in. There's three videos. They're each 10 minutes apiece. And so yeah. they look at the beginning, the open-air concept, and then story and characters. And so if that's something that interests you, you can go check those out on YouTube on Nintendo's channel. Other Nintendo news, because we have a lot of that this week, Um the Nintendo Switch has sold 1.5 million units according to game industry. Took them long enough. And so...
1: Just kidding. They need just to kidding. just get more in stores. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Get these units out because I want one.
0: Yeah. And according to the data, this is using data supplied by both Famitsu and GFK, Superdata says that 50,000 consoles were sold in the U.S., um, three hundred sixty, yeah, three hundred sixty thousand were sold in Japan, while Europe isn't far behind. The data tracker observes that observes that eighty five thousand units were sold in the UK, while France managed a hundred and ten thousand. So,
1: I think they sold like three hundred something thousand in Japan, and yeah, the rest in the US, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and so that's good sales. I mean, for the first. Week and a half, two weeks. Two weeks, I guess now. So
1: Yeah. Um whereas Horizon on the other hand has sold more copies than Nintendo has sold units.
0: Yeah, Horizon has sold two point six million according to Bioware. Or not Bioware, Gorilla.
1: Which <laughs> Different developers. Still on I'm Mass assuming Effect. that means that Horizon has outsold Zelda. You know, maybe. I mean, granted, there are still people playing Zelda on the Wii U and everything, but... Oh, that's just true. I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: I was listening nice. to something the other day that were talking about game collectors, and they were saying that Zelda on the Wii U might actually be, like, a collector's item someday. It's possible. Because like, so few of them were made relative to the Switch, apparently, supposedly. I mean, that if yeah. you're into collecting games, that could actually be a buy. But...
1: If you're into collecting games, odds are you're collecting it anyway, like, right? Like you see that easily being a type of thing. If if you have, it, because odds are, if you have a Wii U, you're a collector. Just saying, it's not that right. G- no. <laughs> um, IGN so, yeah. released an article talking, uh, uh, telling us what the top ten games sold in the month of February were. Mm-hmm. They are as follows: For Honor is the number one selling game for February. One. Oh, no, I'm I'm sure. sorry. I was like, I thought you we were interjecting n- something. I was confused.
0: No, we've never done top ten lists before.
1: That's true. We haven't. I guess we should have went like should have reversed that and went backwards. But oh, number ten is Overwatch, committed, <laughs> which I'm like, which is pretty cool. Like Overwatch has been out for a while, so the fact that it's still selling so well in February, making yeah. a top ten list. Neo, which is super cool, uh, is number nine. Which I have. I haven't played uh, it. So have, I was about to ask if you'd start playing it. No, I've only been. I've only turned on Horizon since I've been <laughs> playing. Uh, Battlefield One at number eight. Some sports game at seven. So we're going to skip right over Madden never heard that. of it. Uh,
0: Rainbow Six Siege at number six. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare at number five, which is kind of surprising. Ish.
1: Ish. I. I'm not because, well.
0: I just feel like it wasn't Maybe. that well received, and typically, I mean, the name is still it's still well there, Call but, of Duty is the problem. But
1: um, we have but. another sports game, NBA Two K Seventeen, on the list at number four. Yeah, four. Yeah, it's not
0: numbered on their list, so we're having to add the numbers in as we go back through.
1: Grand Theft Auto Five is still at, number at, at number three. At number three, which is Auto 5, crazy. Out forever.
0: I did. I mean, they did recently well in like air quotes recently released it for the new consoles but oh that might be why but that was still not too recent i'm trying to i'm trying to pull up the dates the initial release was september 2013 it's a 4 year old game and i'm trying to grab the date of release for ps4 and xbox 1 it has
1: sold 75 million copies over the course of its life
0: oh and it still came out okay it came out in November of 2014 for PS4 and PS1, so it is still a two and a half year old game for that current release. Right.
1: So, I thought it was more recent than that. Oh, and these, we should specify these rankings do not include digital sales. Hmm. So that might be another thing reason.
0: Yeah, um. which is even more impressive for Overwatch then. That's true. Like, cause I think the majority of people would just buy that through Battle.net
1: or whatever there which is also present for Neo because i think a lot of people yeah yeah if you're playing you're on PC... It? yeah okay it's still currently battle it. yeah they're they're working on changing it i believe
0: oh okay i know i had heard something about that but i wasn't sure what i remembered um so. and number 2 is resident evil 7 hard no hard yes and eventually. then as as Maybe. previously discussed number 1 is for honor you don't have the plate in VR, Cameron,
1: <laughs> or
0: with the lights off, or at all. True. And so it is worth noting that while Horizon has sold that many copies, um, two point six million, it did not come out until February twenty eighth. So right, so <laughs> it would not have charted in that one day. Yeah. So
1: maybe we'll that's see that's it why it's chart almost. in so. March. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then,
0: sorry, sidebar, real quick. On that, that'll be really cool next month to get to see where it falls, because since we know roughly the number of units it's sold by then, we'll get to know basically where everything else has sold. And so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So we don't always get that, because we very rarely get definite numbers of numbers of units sold. <laughs> so... And then, let's see. We have Super Mario Run coming to Android on... Uh, March 23rd, so that's not that far away. (laughs) And so if you missed out on the Mario run because you didn't have an iPhone, you can now get it.
1: And then... Yeah, spend that $10. Yeah. Buy that $10 phone game.
0: And then, let's see, this was Kotaku published an article titled, Fire Emblem Heroes Gave Me the Structure I Need Right Now, which was written by Heather Alexandria... Alexandra. And she basically talks about dealing with depression and how Fire Emblem Heroes has given her those like those tiny steps that can help you help somebody in depression to get out of it. And so I this really stood out to me because of our conversations through PAX right. and in last week's episode about the benefits of video games. And
1: so I'm Especially not sure gonna... Especially after that last article that we read saying that mm-hmm showed that, well, granted, it was a short-term study, but showed that games do not make you more violent. Right. What? And so okay. Yeah. And so I just thought so that was interesting. We'll
0: throw the link up in the show notes, or you can Google it. And um, I thought it was just really cool based on that. And I'm, We're not going to go into whole, her whole the whole thing right here, but yeah. it was really cool. To, it was a really good read. So our last so.
1: little bit of news is Game Freak recently posted a... posted some stuff on their recruitment site. Um, asking for some console-level talent. Which is exciting. Which is potentially exciting because this may or may not point to a Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So are we going to see a full-scale console Pokemon game on the Switch? I, I really hope so. That would be awesome. I'm sure we will. Like, it's, I feel like it's inevitable because the Switch is their new, like, potentially their new flagship handheld as well.
0: Yeah. Um, if they are going for this all-in-one type thing, they really need a Pokemon game on it. Whether that's going to be Star or whether that's going to be the next version of Pokemon.
1: We will see. They
0: really need something. Well, has Game Freak done anything other than Pokemon?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I'm sure they have potentially, but I don't know. Also, like the quote um, from Game Freak is, "It's a title that just about anyone knows." A proposal that could be your future career. Yeah, that sounds very Pokemon. <laughs> I'm for, for like, so. yeah, we're pretty sure that's Pokemon.
0: But and for the record, Game Freak has done some other stuff. Um, nothing overly big. I mean, like Pokemon nothing is definitely else those. the that matters. Yeah, it's really like they did Yoshi. For the uh, the original Yoshi, in but 91. they have
1: consistently advanced Pokemon, which is the coolest thing. Right. So we and like so Game Freak, regardless.
0: Yeah, and so I was just curious if they had like if there was one of those it was one of those studios that they had a bunch of stuff just no one actually knew was them, kind of
1: thing. Yeah,
0: but it seems like it pretty much has to be a Pokemon.
1: But yep. So unless they got hired to work on something else,
0: but. right? So what features would you want in a console? Like Pokemon that we couldn't have in handheld.
1: But it is in handheld.
0: It is both. I mean, like, it is still better hardware than like the three DS, mobile wise.
1: I, I don't know. I so. I just want a Pokemon game.
0: <laughs> just just get me my Pokemon.
1: Just give me my Pokemon. I I I don't know like what features I would necessarily want. Um. Yeah. I am
0: I am curious that this will be the reboot that we've. Like there's been some speculation about for a while, uh, but who knows? I'm excited. I think it. I think for the Switch to do well, they really have to have a Pokemon game.
1: I think it will throw them over. I think for like they're. I think what's more important for them to do well is the independent developers.
0: Oh I mean, yeah, they, they, they need their third party. who are flocking
1: too, which is super cool um but i wouldn't say that it needs a pokemon game um assuming uh, depending on if like how if they want to continue to support the 3ds or not
0: yeah i mean what i meant by that is like we know pokemon is a system seller and so like there's always there's been people clamoring around for wanting like a new metroid prime and stuff like that for a long time but those aren't system sellers like, if Nintendo needs to get the third parties and the independents on board with their system, they need enough in the wild for those companies to spend, like, millions of dollars to bring their game to the Switch. Yeah. So,
1: but I think Zelda is your system seller.
0: I mean, ho- hopefully it's a foot in the door, but not everybody yeah, because, is interested in, in spending $400 me. on just Zelda right now.
1: But you think people are willing to spend four hundred dollars on just Pokemon? I mean, I know people because that's that what have that bought... that's that's my definition of a console seller. Like, right, and if it's a standalone game that you would buy a console for, and I would not buy a three hundred dollar console for a Pokemon game.
0: I, I think more people would.
1: I'd than buy Zelda. a hundred fifty dollar or two hundred dollar console for a, Zelda, a Pokemon game. Yeah. But there's like there is that cost benefit. Like because of its price point, I don't think I would buy it just for Pokemon. Like I I, I would a three D S potentially, but three D S is also said, considerably I, I, cheaper.
0: Yeah. I mean I feel like in general like Pokemon is gonna bring in a wider audience. But I could be wrong there. I don't. I mean, like I don't have numbers to back that up, by yeah. any means. But
1: I definitely feel like I think there is a certain attraction there. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that I'd say it's a console seller. And so, I don't, if, I like to, if I don't know. If it was, I think they would have pushed for a development, like, like would have been pushing for more rumors along the lines of a Pokemon game coming to it. Right. Because they should have those numbers.
0: Right. So but I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I like that could all be anecdotal. Right. But I, I said that's in my
1: head. That's a. That's so a thing. That's our game news. Moving on to movies and entertainment. Um hey, ha- we forgot to mention something last week that came out. Um, yeah, we goofed. That's a pretty. That's some pretty big news. We have the Iron Fist, which yeah. is it's not Iron Man. Yeah, no one's going to get that but us. I know. It's just it's just there for us.
0: <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's Marvel's it's latest Netflix series. Um, yes. The last member of the Defenders that we needed to meet. And so I also think out of that, I think I saw an interview with the guy that plays Danny. And he was talking about filming stuff for the Defenders. And but so why really is this cool. martial
1: arts master white? Huh? <gasps> Well, the Iron Face has been white in the comics, so Yeah. Just saying. Uh
0: it's been a thing. And so it's exciting. I'm about an episode and a half in. I
1: know you're substantially farther into it than yeah, I am. Yeah, I've been watching this a lot. Uh and we'll probably finish this week. Um Yeah. Super I've been enjoying it. Uh this is one of those things where don't pay at least in my opinion, if you're a fan of the MCU, watch it. Um don't buy too much into what the reviews yeah some of the reviews are saying and stuff i mean it's not great cinematography or anything else by any means but you know we're it's the last part that sets up for the defenders which is the most important part about this show right um
0: which has been what netflix the netflix series as a whole have been working like even like daredevil two part uh, season two wasn't wasn't great right but it was story. But it was I world building. It is is setting guess, us up for this. I guess this. the point mm.
1: is that they're not going to be critically acclaimed like Jessica Jones or like they. they yeah. don't all. All of these series don't need to be critically acclaimed, right? Like Jessica Jones was great because they're dealing with some major social issues in that show. Yeah. Um. And same with, uh, same with Luke Cage. Luke Cage, you're dealing. We're once again dealing with some serious social issues. Whereas, yeah. uh, you're gonna come in with the Iron Fist. There's not so, like there's not really major social issues that you have to deal with. Yep. Um, in this one. So and it is it's, much it's closer be... to a
0: lot of the superhero tropes that we're used to. Like, we joked about it before. It's basically Arrow. Yeah. Like, in terms of setup, it's, there was a tr- accident while he was traveling, and then now he's come home. Yeah. Now, granted, for him, it's, like, 15 years versus...
1: It's it's completely different. But, it, I mean, it, it ha- he has his own backstory, and, like, right. what he ultimately, what ended up happening to him is different than what happened to Arrow. The Arrow. Or Tom. Um, John uh, Oliver? Yeah. Not John Oliver. Oliver. Regardless, that guy. His name's Oliver. His first name's Oliver. Okay. Um, Oliver. Not Twist.
0: Queen. We could just be Googling this. Queen. Oliver oh, Queen.
1: Queen. That yeah. does sound right. Yeah. Sorry. It should be at the top of our heads, but. Um, <laughs> and so um,
0: I'm excited about yeah. it. I'm excited to watch more. I, he hasn't punched anything yet where I'm at, which is kind of disappointing. Punches lots of things so i think we'll get there pretty soon yeah
1: uh so yeah we forgot to mention that last week so that came out if you guys haven't started watching check it out if you have netflix um we'll try to get it
0: done i'm gonna try to get it done this week too and so yeah we can have a little bit more of a discussion a spoiler free discussion next week but of the series as a whole
1: right in terms of what's actually coming out this week um or will be out by the time you listen to this episode we have the new power rangers movie can you hear my excitement? Can you so hear my much excitement? Excitement, because I'm pretty stoked for this. I don't know. I'm excited to see some Zoids. I'm excited to see a them return to the big screen in a way that's reminiscent of the ones I grew up on. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm, I and mean, we talked about it before. I'm hesitantly excited. Like it's not a movie. I as a movie, I fully intend to watch as soon as it comes to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> But like I just don't, I'm and I'm excited to see the more serious look of the Power Rangers.
1: I guess is the way to say it. But we also like leading up to this, we also saw some more trailer stuff or some release, yeah, um, whatever. Where it looks, there's it's still gonna have a certain lightheartedness to it. Yeah, um, yeah, not serious in the sense
0: of like, not necessarily even like dark serious, but like. It's it's a slightly darker
1: cinematography though. Yeah, it's, and it, is it's,
0: it's a more it's less just like everyone's happy and then we gotta go beat the monsters. Yeah. And so it kinda reminds me of Power Rangers the Breakfast Club. Like <laughs> but
1: mm. um and then we got a new sci fi coming out, Life. Uh looks interesting. It's like a horror it's a horror sci fi thriller movie. Um, so maybe something similar to Aliens, except for maybe a little more realistic. Yeah. Um, it's an
0: international space crew discovers life on Mars. Yeah. So
1: that may or may not be good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can't believe, Chris, you weren't excited for chips. And there goes our contract.
0: So, We only do one game.
1: No, we only do one description because there's times when we bypass the game description to read something else.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Breaking the rules. I'm going to have to edit that all that, all that yeah. out now.
0: I let us down. I really want you to edit out what I said so we just get to this discussion. <laughs> That's and pretty so, much what will happen.
1: Just,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: just bleep it randomly. Beep. So, um, that'll be
0: good. We'll do maybe that. We'll see if Chris does that.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. So, you got again, some... Uh, Oh yeah, but don't you start some with the bad Amazon news. stuff? Oh, start with Amazon. Okay. Yeah. So Amazon does what they call the pilot season, where they are exploring what new shows they want to bring to their originals. Um. So currently, they just started one up. They have five, yeah, five shows up. Um. Which I have a problem with the way they do this because they are all different categories of shows essentially there's comedies um one's more serious is a sci-fi si- like thing um but so you can go here you could watch the pilot episode and then you take a survey and decide mm-hmm. and you tell them which one you want them to produce essentially uh what brought what one me to include this is oasis um is the one i watched initially uh it's Tells a story of a priest who gets asked to join this colony on a planet because Earth is kind of failing. You know, <laughs> uh, Earth is in disarray because of environmental issues and stuff. Super interesting. Uh, it's the description, I, I like where it's going because it's obviously going to have to deal with faith based issues with the priest whose faith is being challenged mm-hmm. because of the situations. Uh, some of the situations. Uh, you don't really get a glimpse of to what those situations are going to be um in the pilot or at least initially like how he's truly going to be challenged but you do see mm-hmm. how others are um so this is one that i will be voting for i haven't checked out the others there's one uh about a camp and marijuana i don't know um there's a animated series <laughs> uh, yeah so
0: the the titles are the legend of master legend
1: which but- this one sounds interesting. So he's a self-made hero, and his family doesn't want to acknowledge him, but as a <laughs> hero or anything. But he's actually—I uh, don't know—I'm I'm, going to watch that one too and check it out. Sounds see, funny.
0: Budding prospects,
1: which I would guess is the one about pot. Very, very possible.
0: There's the new VIPs, which is an animated series. It looks like. Then there's yep. the marvelous Mrs. Maeve's cell. M a i s e l. Yep,
1: which is set in 1958 Manhattan.
0: So, if y'all want to go, check those out on Amazon. You can go do that. You can vote, fill out the survey, and if you have Amazon Prime, that is. If you have Amazon. and only one of them will be made into a series. Uh, or not would necessarily. They, could they all?
1: Not necessarily. Like, yeah, if there's enough interest in like it, it's not based on like only one. It's whichever ones have the most interest mm. that make it becomes a viable option. Uh, the, not, they're the not competing th- against each other, right? They kind of okay, because I don't I think mean, they could do all of them. I don't think they could do all of them. Okay, um, but they turn they dur- they, they turn quite a few of their original pilot season shows into full series. Uh, okay, which would be shows like um, so Bosch. If if you guys are familiar with some of the Amazon originals, um. There's Bosch. There's uh, Mozart in the Jungle was part of that first set. It um, shows like that. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. don't know all of them on top, off the top of my head. I remember all of them, but super cool. Uh, gives us a chance. I like I like having the option to watch pilots and decide. Yeah, it gives us that I cool influence later. over what's prob- going on. The biggest problem, though, is is depending on what they do, de- it takes a while before you get to finish it. Once you get – if the pilot – Draws you in enough, can mm-hmm. be obnoxious because it's gonna be a while before you could actually watch it. <laughs> so let's see.
0: We also got Netflix developing the skip opening credits button.
1: Yeah, well they're uh, so they're not just developing right now; it's in testing.
0: Yeah. So we. Some. I'm excited for that. So sometimes it's there. I had it come up once or twice for me. Other times it wasn't there, and so.
1: Oh you you've actually it's on there like you've seen Yeah.
0: It? Yeah. I oh, had it come up for how I met your mother. Makes sense. And so but but it was only there for like one episode. And so oh, yeah. Of like the ones I, said, I watched they're
1: testing it uh so. <laughs> I look forward to it especially for those people like me who binge watch episodes yeah. shows. It's nice not to have to rewatch every 20 minutes the the opening <laughs> credits. Yeah, I mean
0: I would really like if they were just able to go like if this helped them go episode by episode and just know where the credits were, and so they could just skip them for everybody. Start here. And so, because like, because there are some like, like How I Met Your Mother is one of those where the credits isn't at the actual beginning of the sh- of this of the episode, and so right. you watch a little bit of the episode, then there's the credits, then you get into the episode. And so, I'd really like if it would just skip the credits there. If it, hopefully the algorithm will be smart enough to figure that out, but.
1: Yeah, I might we'll it might also require mapping is might be yeah. also why you haven't only seen it on one episode. Yeah. Because if they have to be like do case by case, which if you can yeah. just submit the information, like if and once it's verified by the algorithm, then that'd yeah. be cool. Uh,
0: but let's see. We got the announcement of a Venom origin story being made by Sony Pictures. And so it's really fun this article starts out just hours after a fan theory surfaced suggesting that the upcoming sci-fi thriller life is actually a venom origin story <laughs> which I had not heard. I'm kind of curious to go now go and and check out that theory. Yeah, if you watch
1: some of the trailers it's so, like it the the life form seems pretty venomesque. And so there's a link in that article to it
0: so I'll throw um I'll throw that up in the show notes for people to go check out so they can check out that fan theory. I haven't specifically read that yet, but it's slated to come out October 5th, 2018, which actually is a tie-in to our next episode, or our next topic. But it's coming. It's going to not be directly tied in to Spider-Man, like to the MCU Spider-Man, which is going to be kind of interesting.
1: Well, which is preferable, because... If they try to tie in like every little bit of character lore into mm-hmm. the current MCU, that it just it's going to be oversaturated and confusing.
0: Right. Uh, the thing that worries, and I, I had a talk with a friend of ours about it named Matt, was that if then Marvel for the MCU wanted to bring Venom in, they're now dealing with a Venom that has a spinoff series, and then a different Venom in the movie series. But then again, DC's been doing that with their characters. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. Uh, it's just... I, I prefer them keep something separate because not everything needs to be in the MCU. Yeah,
0: so we'll see. I was I was wondering what genre... I don't think it says in this article what genre they'll be going for, but it definitely seems... Like, you could do a really interesting, like, psychological thriller of Eddie Brock fighting against the symbiote and yeah, Then wrestling for control and stuff like that. And, but
1: we'll see. So. I like Venom. We got some bad news, so. unfortunately. Uh, Aquaman has been delayed.
0: Yep. The previous release date was October 5th, 2018. Now we're going to December twenty
1: first, two thousand eighteen. So it's not a terrible delay, but right. still obnoxious because I am excited for Aquaman.
0: Yeah, and so we'll see what happens with that. Like, I mean, I, I don't think that'll radically change too much. Like, I mean, like you said, it's not a huge delay, right? It's, it's not like there is other
1: stuff coming out in that time frame that could cause problems for. For the DC universe or anything, anyway. So yeah, I just want to see some Jason Momoa because that guy is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm really excited that he is playing Aquaman. I think he's going to be a great Aquaman, and because Aquaman gets a lot of grief, but then Jason Momoa playing him, you can't give Aquaman grief. (laughs) So you can't. It's definitely one of those.
0: (laughs) I'm curious if they can make people. And I'm one of those because I'm one of those that doesn't like Aquaman. If they can make me care about Aquaman, well, you can get out.
1: I mean, I'm technically not in the same room as you anyway. Yeah, but so. Aquaman is the coolest DC hero, in my opinion. One of them.
0: So hopefully, they can make me care about him because that's kind of the
1: best part about Aquaman is he's not OP. Well,
0: he's not not actually, OP. He actually, he really yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty he's OP powerful.
1: when he's in the water, right? And just when he's out of the water, he's kind of... He's meh. still pretty OP. I mean, he control... He, he has power over the ocean and the water, so right. too. Like, that's part of... He's pretty intense. Yeah, um, so that's, that's our movies and TV. Let's get into anime. Yeah, so Cameron actually has stuff to talk about. He actually has a series to, t- to tell you about.
0: Yeah, so we talked about it a little bit last week when I uh, got on your Crunchyroll that they had the Persona 4 Golden animated series. And so I started watching that. And they also have basically a pilot episode for the Persona 5 series. And so I'm a couple episodes into Persona 4. I think I'm three episodes in out of 10. And so I'm really enjoying it. They definitely leave out some major plot points of the game. like It's probably intentional. It is, but it's like it's stuff like how the group of friends came together. And so it's just like, that. like every episode, there's just like, hey, here's this new person that we were friends with, but they don't address how they got there.
1: Well, you have to realize that a lot of these are so, only season. You're dealing with 20 minute episodes right. at what? Uh, yeah, 14 episodes a season typically, th- 12 to 14 episodes a season. Yeah, it's not a lot of time to go crazy in depth. That's th- it isn't. But there I mean, is it's a there's disadvantage there's... to the anime format. Yeah, and one of the
0: things that's kind of stood out to me is that I'm, like I said, I think I'm three, year, I'm either three or four episodes in, and we've seen one persona. Like so that that's just kind of seemed a little weird.
1: Maybe it picks up but later.
0: Maybe oh, it does. Um, and so I'm excited about it. I, I, mean, as we talked about last week, I love Persona Four Golden. Yeah. And so my brother's really actually excited. playing that right now. It's so good. Because he has a Vita. Tell him to get that. Uh, if he wants the Platinum, he needs to make sure he gets Hardcore Rosette fan.
1: I'm not sure he's going to try to okay. platinum it.
0: Because if you can get that trophy, the platinum's easy. But if you don't get that trophy, like, it can be through, It can take playthroughs
1: to get that specific trophy. That makes sense. So. Uh, but in terms of news, so we have some winter rankings that were released by Crunchyroll. Or NTT, technically. But um, for w- the winter s- season... um and konosuba uh season 2 is pretty much at the top of all the lists um actually i haven't talked talked about this i th- i think i opted not to because this is a second season um so i didn't really talk about konosuba um but it is i watched the first season when it came out uh last year i want to say um and it's it's a it's a it's a fun anime it's it kind of sets itself up to be one of the video game animes, mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of essentially a normal person from our our world going to another, and also brings along like he gets to bring one thing with him when he enters this world, and he mm-hmm. opts to bring the goddess that's interviewing him, hmm. <laughs> kind of okay. screwing her over. It it there's there's some good humor. Uh, he's bringing his knowledge of our world over there like it it's a it's a fun little anime um definitely worth watching i need to get caught up on the second season uh but um also on these lists are miss kobayashi's dragon maid i've talked about mm-hmm. that one that's yeah just i was just noticing that as i was scrolling through it's a fun light-hearted light-hearted anime um
0: what does that category mean most mo title
1: cute i want to say or okay um,
0: I was just uh, curious to what that meant. Yeah,
1: it's. I get so. Let's uh, quick Google. <laughs> um, I get refers to feelings of strong affection mainly toward characters.
0: Okay, so like, kind of like so you'll fall in love with the characters. Yeah, type thing
1: exactly. Um,
0: let's see. There's which, also the Tales of Zestaria one.
1: Kobayashi's made. You'll love it. You'll fall in love with the characters. Mm-hmm. They're just so fun and. And, yeah, Tales of is uh, Zest- this The X2. So I, I might go check that one out. Uh, which actually, like, so granted, if you like the Tales games or, or you normally do, but you didn't necessarily care for the Zestaria game, um, I've actually really enjoyed the anime version. So I would re- recommend that. Hmm. Um, Fuka's on the most heart-moving titles right now. Um most recent episode kind of sucked. Or <laughs> two episodes ago, uh, yes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, didn't suck. It was just, what is happening? Uh, um, what else? But yeah, so we'll put throw a link in there. Uh, if you mm-hmm. guys want are interested in getting started on some animes, uh, s- the ones on the on these rankings are a good place to start. Um, and then... You've heard me talk about sports animes before. Um, one of my favorites is Haikyuu. If you don't feel like watching through the entirety of the seasons but want to check them out, uh, they are getting some compilation films for this fall. Uh, so that's pretty much the entire first season. We'll get a hour, 45 minute movie that you could watch mm-hmm. through and get the plot points and character development out of. And then the second season will probably get the same. Yeah, we started watching one of those while you were here for the yeah. biking one. Yeah, Yawa yeah Yawamushi pedal. Yeah. Um, super good. So check those that if those are great places to start, especially just to quickly get caught up or whatever.
0: Yeah. So let's move on to something witty,
1: which is our tech segment. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've heard me I went off on when Ryzen was initially announced. Um they their flagship series was designed to compete with Intel's i7 series. But now we have information on their more budget friendly uh chipsets, which are the Ryzen 5s. The the Ryzen 5 series designed to compete with Intel's i5. Um, mm-hmm. their price points are ranging in, starting at uh 169. Um these are all 4 core 8 thread processors. Um what does 8 thread mean? So it so it means uh, each processor can essentially receive two sets of instructions to process instead. Okay. Okay. Um. So, w- starting at one hundred and sixty nine range, like up through two hundred and forty nine for their six core twelve thread processor. Uh, so, which is super cool. So, if you are looking at building a PC, but don't want to buy the highest end stuff or want to be more budget-friendly, the Ryzen 5 series is a good start. Um, Or if you want to go Intel, the i5s are still great cards, too. Um, But also in AMD news, potentially, rumors are that AMD is working on a 16-core, 32-thread processor, That's which is huge. So the biggest, currently standard, like, biggest ones we have are 8-core, 16-threads. So doubling that to be the, like this will be a huge flagship item probably going to be about a grand which Ugh. is which would put it at the price point of Intel's high end which are Intel's high end which is an 8 core 16 thread. Super okay. intense.
0: So dub, so it could be about doubling the power for about the same price.
1: Potentially. Yeah. We, we, like, we won't know for sure what the specs are going to be because we still have to worry about clock speeds for power or whatever. But for uh, CPU intensive processes or things that need send multiple lines, um, these processors would be powerhouses. So, in ther- mm-hmm. terms of things like rendering or just content creation type things, these types of processors are huge. Or if you want to do like a home server kind of thing, um, for, like, home management or whatever. Like, that would be a viable option or something. But definitely more for the enthusiasts and
0: mm-hmm.
1: those type of people. People like me. Kind people of. like you. But with more money than me.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not still <laughs> in school.
1: Yeah. Um. We got some S8 leaks before their event. Um. So coming in three colors, I th- believe. Yeah it looks like and european prices. So I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, let's like see. So 800 euros.
0: <laughs> so let's see. That
1: is $860 potentially. So. But if that's even the then like you n- they never do direct because obviously marketing is going to change. Right. So it's never a direct translation unfortunately. Because yeah. otherwise, the switch in the U.S. would be less than
0: $300. Right.
1: Um. and So a part of
0: that, too, is that there's also going to be an S8 Plus, which will be, it's 100 euros more.
1: Right. And it looks like so all of the, like, all the series are going to the curved edge displays, which is interesting. It looks like they got rid of the home button on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So more of your front face is a screen. Uh. Yep. But we'll learn more at the end of this month when Samsung has their event for the official announcement. Yep. But it's a
0: it's a pretty looking phone.
1: Yeah, it is. But I'm not sure if that's going to be my next phone. So I'm gonna we'll wait see. to I'm see what Google does.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about before. I'm definitely in the market for a new phone. So yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So, quick tech news. Along those lines, uh, let's go to Magic the Gathering and other tabletop games. Yep. Last week we got um, in Magic the Gathering news. We got the face cards from Mind versus Might. Um, this week we got the de- actual, the whole actual deck list. And so, which I think is what we thought was going to happen. I don't think that was a yeah, too it's much not of surprise. a surprise. Yeah. It's,
1: um, we figured it's something that. Oh, go ahead. We figured it'd be near close by. So. Oh, yeah,
0: something that. Is really interesting is we mentioned last week that most of the time for the um, dual decks, they reveal new cards, and this time they have not done that. Yeah, these are all these are all reprints. Uh, There's and that doesn't necessarily that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not and these aren't trying to be like here are these crazy awesome or crazy new cards, but it is very unique that there's no new cards in them at all, and so. So that's just that's just worth noting. Like I said, it's not doesn't really change too much, right? And so the big appeal of these dual decks is like new card art and stuff like that. And so, but it's just kind of weird that there are no actual new cards. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We also got a potential cat leak, um, in what is I think the most awful looking card design out there. And so it's in it's a foreign language card from yeah. Dusk. It's Dusk and Dawn. Uh, which is a take on their doing split cards, but one of the cards is printed sideways instead of them both being printed the same.
1: I think... It all- but there is, a, like, I feel like there's a reason why they did it that way. If you, like, read what the things are, like, Aftermath?
0: Yeah, that, and that's the new mechanic is Aftermath, stuff. that this spell can be cast from, only from the graveyard, and then you exile it, so...
1: Right, which means, so you could put the card in your graveyard sideways, so you... Don't have to sift through it, like yeah. So I, I understand the design, like it. It's not good looking by any yeah. means, but I understand why they did it. Yeah, at least.
0: And that's kind of if this is real, um, right? That Some, someone's screwing with us. <laughs> like if it is real, it's cool, but I, I mean, and maybe there wasn't another clean way to do this, and that's why they did it this way. I and mean, wizards definitely test stuff a lot, right? But. I just the graphic design of the card, which we'll have we'll have it in the show notes if you don't want to go and look it up yourself. But the actual gra- like design of it, I think, is really rough. The card itself seems really cool. I like it. I can definitely think of a couple decks that I w- might want to put it in. But yep. we'll see. And then tabletop s- stuff. So we have remember new them? Monopoly pieces. Yeah, we finally have them.
1: They you have been announced.
0: Yeah, We did a poll, or we we went through it on the show in one of our early episodes and voted. I was on Team Turtle, which was actually a tortoise, and did not make the cut. So no, you did not. I am not. very disappointed. Granted, I so voted, I will definitely I not be... Too.
1: I will also not be buying this. So. Right. The results are in. Guys, the thimble, the boot, and the wheelbarrow are out. So Amen. hopefully you didn't care for those guys. Um, They will be replaced by a T-Rex, the rubber ducky, and a penguin. I mean... I'm pretty happy with, with those. I think those are
0: – we got to keep some of the old pieces that were actually cool. We got rid of that dumb thimble and then got a I rubber like ducky out of it. So,
1: So, but
0: – and we got a penguin. and Yeah, and I'm excited about the penguin. They don't have a picture of the T-Rex on their articles. So I don't remember specifically no. what that looked like, but it's a T-Rex. It looks like every other
1: T-Rex, I'm sure. Short arms, big legs, big head. What more do you need? What do you uh, need you to know? That's what a T Rex looks like. So. All right. Let's see.
0: Y'all might recall a couple, um, maybe a month or so ago, we did a review of a game from Level 99 Games called Noir. Um, this week, we're going to do our review of the second game that they sent. So as a quick disclaimer, this game was sent to me for free. I did not buy this game. Um, And so just to get that out there, that this was not a, um, this is not just, there is, we want to have journalistic integrity and all that stuff. So just as a heads up, that's what occurred. So Chris actually got to play this game with me while
1: I was here. And so, yeah, surprise. You mean while I was there. Is that not what I said? You said while I was here. Oh,
0: yes. While you were here. (laughs) Because I am here. Right. Confusion setting in. (laughs) And so, Cell Swords, it's a game kind of like Othello where you have pieces or you have the cards and then when you play a card it flips over the other person's cards so that they're on your team now. But unlike Othello, every card has special powers like one of them or some of them will move other pieces around. Some of them will move themselves around when they try to get flipped. Then um, they all have a number out val- or four number values, and those make it much more of a challenge for them. It's um, so like you can only flip if you play a higher number next to an opposing piece, and then under the general rules, only the cards directly around the card played actually flip. So it's not like Othello, where you can have a big chain, and all you have to do is surround the unit. Unless you have the special location, right? Right, and there's there's four different starting locations, um, or environments, I think they're called, and they each slightly change the rules. And so, yeah, and so if you're playing with one of the starting locations, yeah, they'll flip in chains, but under the ma- the majority of the time they don't. Right. And so, basically, as you play, you're making a five by five grid of where certain pieces are um and so like the starting piece doesn't necessarily go in the middle it could end up in the corners it could end up on one of the sides or it could actually end up in the middle and so you're going around doing that and so it's a it's a fun game one of the things that i like about it is as with a lot of their games from level 99 there's recurring characters in all of their games and so it's really cool to see how that becomes a part um of this, like, mythology of this game, too, of, like, the, the characters that are really good, the characters that aren't as great. Um, and so it's kind of cool to see them show up throughout um, throughout the various different games. Um, Chris, how did you feel about it?
1: Uh, I mean, it was fun. It was cool. Uh, I liked the strategy behind it, Um, <laughs> trying to angle things. Yep. But I also wasn't familiar... With the characters or anything so i think once you have more familiarity with with the characters then it becomes mm-hmm. more fun instead of just like what's this one do what's yeah. this one doing and then oh. trying to develop your strategy around that
0: yeah and one thing that i'd like to i'd like to add is that it's you play three rounds and so there's 12 characters played per round and so you have different characters every time you play yeah and so I really like that for the replayability, that you're never going to get the exact same 12. And you start off by um, alternating picking of a fa- of the face-up 12 cards. Yeah. And so you know what your opponent has. They know what you have. And so that's really cool. I like that idea of, of having that little drafting at the beginning. So it's not just, hey, you got screwed over because the other person got randomly dealt six better cards than you. Right. And so you get to kind of form your strategy yeah, as you're drafting. Yeah, there's a draft system, yeah. And so Sorry. I really like it. It's $20 on um, Level 99's website. We'll throw a link in there. Overall, um, I definitely liked it less than Noir. That was definitely my favorite of the games that they've sent me. Spoiler. Um, well, it's second favorite of the ones that they sent me. But Cell Swords is a lot of fun. It's a nice, light party game um, that you don't have to play all three rounds, but you can um oh and i forgot to say for winning um at the end of the game or end of each round you basically break out how many cards you own in each of the columns than in each of the rows and so if you have obviously if you have all five pieces in one row you get more points and so that's how you win Um, but it's a light it's a quick filler you can play just one round and then be done Um, i did that with jason when we were at captain con and so you can just play these quick rounds and just get it out, and then move on to a bigger game, or while you're waiting for other people in your play group to finish. And so it's a yeah. good game. I liked it. Um. Yeah, so that's Cell Sword. Go, go check them out. Um, level ninety nine is awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I like a lot of games. I need to check out some of the other stuff after that. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have anything for any th- corrections, as far as we know. we forgot something let us know um we will gladly correct it on the air if you especially if you do the research for us yeah shout out to my friend brandon who recently started listening to us um he recommended that we find more guests slash stars to be on with us slash maybe him
0: slash hint hint
1: (laughs) so i think that'd be cool like we want to do that we will we're working on potentially getting putting together a list so we could also include more perspectives um, mm-hmm. in our show, and especially like as we talk about certain games that maybe we don't care for, it'd be nice to have others who are more passionate about those games than us, um, or other fandoms like uh, yeah. Doctor Who, which we forgot to mention had a new trailer for their next season coming out, mm. um, because I, we don't follow that, so I forgot to mention that. But I have a friend who potentially will be on to discuss that with us.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and I mean, i a, a part of. The way that the fans can help with that is by, of course, doing the reviewing, spreading the word. Like, the bigger our name gets as a podcast, the easier it's going to be to convince guests to come on the podcast. Right. So, especially if we like, because it'd be cool to do interviews with people that are important in their industry.
1: But I think it'd also be cool just with newer startups as well. Yeah, of course. Is ultimately my so, my my yeah. idea, but or just people we know, like potentially you guys yeah. too. If you guys have something that you're crazy passionate about that you want to share let us know we'll discuss it and find a way to get you on maybe Yeah, um, and so
0: I'm not, yeah, we're all up for that but like I said if we can it'd be really cool to get some major producers of stuff on and have them talk about well. it.
1: right so so we have there's lots of ways we could go about that we want to do a little bit of everything um, yeah
0: thank you Brandon
1: so on to Let's our go. final as we close up what have you been yeah. playing reading watching and listening to
0: yeah, so let's see. I went to um, Rhode Island on Saturday night for game night. We played Pirates, which is one of the games from Wildease Games that we got at um, PAX, or I got at PAX. Um, then we played Pass the Buck, um, which we talked about in our past ep- our PAX episode, um, which is kind of a mix of Coup and Love Letter. That was a ton of fun. We played a game called For Sale, where you are um, basically bidding on property, and then selling that property back for more money at the end of the game, and so there's two rounds there. Then we play Takenoko, where you have been given a panda by the Emperor of China, and you're trying to create a garden that panda yep. to live in.
1: Yep. And so it's a pretty popular mm-hmm. game of the more obscure titles, but people that play it tend to like yep. it. So
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, all, all four of those games were fun. I mean, we'd played... It's cool to play a, a real game of Pass the Buck and Pirates, I guess. like yeah. Like, we get the demos at PAX, but... And you can tell it's probably going to be fun, but playing an actual game, especially of Pass the Buck, mm-hmm. is really different with a full five players versus just us and the person
1: demoing the game. Right. Carol. So... So, uh, as for me... Um cameron has been doing this too, but I've been continuing to play Horizon. i um, mm-hmm. still working on that plat. I'm sorry, guys, I'm not there yet. Um, so I'll continue working on that. Uh, so that's mostly what I've been. What playing. What level are you at? Forty-seven. Oh man, forty-eight. Okay. Something up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm close to that specific goal of the level fifty, and then mm-hmm. I have like two more skills left that I need to get, um, mm-hmm. and then. Lots of flowers. Those darn flowers.
0: Yeah, the, the game though does do a really good job of letting you know where the collectibles are roughly. Yeah, yeah, and then you can use the the tech vision thing. I don't remember what it's called, but there's just so many it, flowers, and that can help That's you. That's the biggest it. thing. It's an, so. and it,
1: they, I feel like they did a better job than most other games. Because um, some games just yeah. throw out so many collectibles out there. Um, yeah. Oh, and something I you forgot just, to mention
0: with on horizon was they've they've confirmed that there's some expansions in the works yeah so, okay and so what specific forms those are going to be we don't know but right we forgot to mention that up in the show so let's see we did a movie and game night at the church on sunday night where you watched zootopia and then played a bunch of games afterwards um so some people played um sushi go some people played uno we had um some people some of the adults went and played this trivia game I'm not exactly sure what it was. Some people played Scrabble. Um I taught some people Tumble, which is kind of like reverse Jenga. And so that's a lot of fun. So that was
1: another one for me. Yeah, uh so our young adult group at church is starting a study. Um and they have we have opted to do Crazy Love for like Ooh. the sixth time in my life. Not in this <laughs> particular group, but um so I have started reading that again, um, have found all my old resources from when I led the study in one of my other groups before. Mm. And so, because that's always a good, it's it, the rereadability and the impact that yeah. book can have. It's, it's definitely always worth doing not, again. Right.
0: Like, it's not like this crazy, I want to say it's not, crazy deep makes it, may, it may sound kind of bad. But. No, it's not
1: crazy, like, theological. Yeah, I it's, not like, thi-
0: it's not, it's not, Overly thinky, right? It's your exa- it's self examination, which is always important, mm-hmm. but it's not like trying to explain to you how the
1: Trinity works or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of like doctrine or like crazy yeah. weird things in it. Um, so it's 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 a good study to do if you guys haven't. I'd check out it's Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Um, yeah. The rest of is really his works book. really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Forgotten Most
0: God um, is really good. Multiply. I've started, it's on, on discipleship, but I haven't finished
1: it. Right. So, so, tons of his stuff. Starting that, and yeah, that's mostly what I've been up to. And then, obviously, we started new classes at school, so I've started uh, Python, uh, Pygon scripting, and some web server stuff. Hmm.
0: Yeesh. Good luck.
1: That's great. I Actually, I love these classes. So. so.
0: And the last one from me is I started reading Jesus for the Win. Um, which we got at PAX from Game Church. And so the actual, I mean, it's the book of John from the Bible. Mm -hmm. But And so I've been reading kind of just their other stuff that's in it. And so they're talking about like what what church means to them and stuff like that, what Christianity means to them. And so I've been reading those parts of it. And so it's really good. Um, I mean, I've obviously read John. And so that part of it isn't new news to me but i'm definitely glad that it's there
1: for the people that need that it's and a so. it's a cool presentation of the book of job yeah. too it's it's different yeah. and it's i like that it's catered toward our community and stuff so mm-hmm. it's a cool little cool little resource yeah um so that looks like it's our episode for the week guys thank yeah. you for listening and tuning in um be sure to check us out on twitter um our playstation community Rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, or wherever you listen, um, or email listen us. Email. yeah. Right again, on most of our social media, it is one geek four one one, and then our email is one st geek four one one at gmail.com. Yep, and we have, have an exciting
0: announcement to close us out
1: on. Right. So after listening to this, the following week I will begin streaming on Wednesdays. Um, I'm going to start off streaming Undertale. Um, it's a really well it's a really good game if you guys haven't heard of it it'll be it's on pc um you can get it on stream it's like five dollars um super good game uh i will be doing something more specific though in undertale and i will be running through the pacifist run of undertale. okay so make that a little interesting and to give us something interesting to talk about as we as you guys tune in hopefully yeah um, so you're going to start this on march 29th is that the right date not this Wednesday but next Wednesday. Right. So March twenty ninth will okay. be my first stream. It'll be that Wednesday at seven PM Mountain Standard Time. So nine PM on the East Coast or six PM on the West 6 Coast. Six P.M. on the West Coast, right. And
0: everything everywhere else. Y'all can right. do, figure it out for yourself, I guess.
1: <laughs> Slash if you listen if you follow my personal account on Twitter, you will know when it when I'm going <laughs> live, I guess. So be sure to do that too follow follow our individual accounts as well yeah
0: Wednesdays are busy for me um, with church stuff but I'll definitely be swinging in and saying right. hello that's, too so that's you can kind of why chat I with aim us. for a
1: little later so yeah. you could tune in after you get home
0: yeah and so enjoy. I'll definitely try to jump in so
1: so that will be fun uh, and I, I think that's an episode Chris I think so too so we done good thank you everyone I thank you for listening.